Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? It's your host, Mason Pierce, back at it again with another episode of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And guys, I hope y'all are having a fantastic Wednesday or just having a fantastic day in general, depending on what day y'all are listening to this episode. Guys, if I do kind of sound a little like froggy and kind of just clogged up, it is because I'm suffering from some allergies right now. So if y'all do not mind, please just kind of ignore it. I promise you, hopefully by Friday, it will be completely out of the way or by next episode, it will be completely gone. But guys, we've got, we've had, we've kind of had some interesting news today. I mean, I mean, are we seeing the downfall of Georgia football? Could Kirk Cousins possibly go to Carolina? We've got a lot of questions that need to get answered, and we'll be getting that. We'll be getting into that in just a second. But guys, before we do start the podcast, I would really appreciate if you would go follow the official Instagram and TikTok of the Cover Seven with Mason Pierce podcast at Cover Seven with Mason Pierce. The link will be in the bio of the Instagram of the Cover Seven with Mason Pierce podcast. So guys, let's get right into some news. And first is going to be regarding the University of Georgia. And in case y'all don't know the current situation right now with Georgia football, they've lost a lot of kids to the transfer portal. They've lost a lot of assistants. I think it was their cornerbacks coach. He went to Miami to join Mario Cristobal's staff. As we all know, Mario Cristobal currently is having a transfer portal for coaches like we've never seen before. So Georgia's kind of been getting hurt, and it just gets even worse for my Bulldogs fans as University of Georgia, their offensive line coach, Matt Luke, the former Ole Miss head coach, he's officially resigned and stepped down from his position at Georgia due to wanting to simply spend time with his family. I can respect that, but this is going to really hurt Georgia going forward. He was one of their best recruiters as well. I mean, a lot of their D-line and even O-line. I mean, mostly their O-line, but they even had D-line guys that would come there and play for them. So it is really sad to see. However, Georgia did get TCU's defensive line coach to go join them, who was coming from SMU with Sonny Dykes head coaching staff so they will be getting so they will be kind of getting a kind of like a yin for your yang almost I would say in my opinion but once again it's still a big blow to that Georgia just coaching staff as a whole now for the next news we have it's regarding TCU transfer portal edge rusher Kari Coleman um, Kari just officially had announced Tuesday night that he will be committing to Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin um, this is kind of really interesting to me not just for the fact that you know Ole Miss is going to be getting a potentially a, I mean a second third team all-american edge rusher in Kari but the fact that O'Shawn Mathis could possibly end up joining you know t- uh, Ole Miss as well with him and Zach Evans because in case you don't remember former five-star running back from North Shore down in Houston Zach Evans who was at TCU the past two seasons he transferred to Ole Miss this past month so now that they've got Kari and, and Zach, I'm kind of wondering, maybe O'Shawn will join. I still think it's really down between Texas and USC for O'Shawn Mathis. I don't think Ole Miss is really going to be as big of a factor for him as O'Shawn's going to want to want to go somewhere immediately and kind of be able to get that All-American status right away. And I don't think he'd get that at Ole Miss simply for the fact that Kari, he'll be pretty much competing with reps again with Kari. So... It's one of those things. Congrats to Kari, though. I'm glad he's able to go to the SEC and compete even more in a bigger conference so people will really be able to respect him for his great play because I know when he was here, kid was a stud, so they got themselves a good one. And um, for the final college football news, and yes, I know it's kind of shocking. We're only three minutes in, and we're already done with college football. 
but this is this is regarding a high school prospect committing, and this is the number four player in Alabama and the number twenty in the in the twenty second ranked player in the country for the twenty twenty two class and five star cornerback Jalil Hurley. Now he is committed to Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. And in case y'all do not know already. Eli Ricks, the former All-American cornerback from LSU, he transferred to Alabama this past, I think, past month or two to Alabama. And Alabama's, you know, they've got a lot of great young corners coming up. So it definitely a team to watch out this year. Can't even talk, guys. Can't even, for a team that you really want to watch out for to possibly have a sneaky good um, Jim Thorpe award winner, I would definitely say the Alabama secondary because, guys, they are going to be disgusting next year. Now, let's get on to the NFL side of, t- of today's portion of the podcast. As unfortunately, there wasn't really too much college football news or nothing like that was major that we really needed to discuss. Because like I said, I want to make sure I keep you all with the most relevant news possible here at the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. But guys, for our first news regarding the NFL is regarding the Minnesota Vikings and their um, offensive coordinator position. Now, the Vikings, they have hired former Rams, t- former Los Angeles Rams tight end coach and pass game coordinator Wes Phillips to be their next offensive coordinator. I love this hire for them. As we all saw, the Rams have one of the best deep, deep passing games in the NFL and overall with Cooper Cup and even Robert Woods for the first half of the season, OBJ for the second half, Van Jefferson. I mean, they were amazing. So watch out for the Vikings, finally, I mean, finally to be able to have a decent passing game. Now the next news we have is, and this is, and this is regarding the Rams. So now the Rams are going to have to fill their offensive coordinator position, and it's assessing that former Kentucky Wildcats offensive coordinator Liam Cohen, who had been rumored already to be able to go or who's going to move back over to L.A., he is expected to take the L.A. Rams offensive coordinator job. I love this, as we know. Will Levis and the, and just that Kentucky offense this year with Wondell Robinson and just they were they were sneakily good. I know you, probably not a lot of people really know like who's Will Levis, who's Wondell Robinson. Watch out for them this next year. I know losing uh, Liam Cohen is a huge loss for for uh, Mike Stoops and that Kentucky offense, but they will recover. I promise you, everything will be okay. But this is great for the Rams as they're getting already you know. I mean, he's already <laughs> he's already kind of got that that stature of being a good offensive coordinator and making right play calls. So great hire for the Rams. The next one, as y'all heard earlier on in the podcast, this is regarding Kirk Cousins. Now it's being reported that the Panthers have inquired about a trade that would end up with them receiving Kirk Cousins. Personally, I don't think Carolina needs to do this. I think Carolina needs to go young. Like I would said in the past podcast about the Washington Commanders, about how they should target Sam Howell, who I think is a great developmental quarterback because he's already got the attributes to become easily, I'd say, an all-pro, Pro Bowl-level quarterback in the NFL with his great deep, deep ball accuracy, right reads, and he has great pocket presence. So... Hopefully the Panthers do not trade away their whole draft stock to get Kirk Cousins. If they can trade like a third and fifth round to get him, I think it's a great deal because I know they're going to probably want to move on from Sam Darnold after this horrifying year that he showed. It's kind of sad to see a kid that was so highly touted coming out of USC just completely slump. But as we all know, USC is known for having great college coach, 
is known for having great college football quarterbacks, but having horrible NFL quarterbacks. To name some of them, Matt Barkley, Matt Leinart, and just, you know, just a couple others. I'll save y'all, you know, USC fans' embarrassment, but there's a couple others. But we've kind of got some more NFL rumors and drama going on right now, and this is regarding tweets that were made by Cleveland Browns wide receiver Jarvis Landry Tuesday morning. He was kind of just saying, like, hey, I've already discussed with Cleveland. I've let I let the front office know that hey, you know, the ball is in y'all's court and that if y'all don't if y'all don't want to keep me here, I will gladly leave. I will go join a contender and I will go win a Super Bowl. Kind of do what OBJ did almost, but he has already said that he would like to stay in Cleveland. He loves Cleveland, you know, for his family and just the atmosphere and fans. But if he does not get the contract he is wanting, I definitely expect Jarvis Landry to end up on the open market once the new league year opens. So kind of watch out for this news as it continues to progress. It continues to you know, become more and more relevant. Um, another, well, this is not another, but a release we actually had. And this one's kind of shocking for me, but it made sense. Kansas City Chiefs long-term, long, or, sorry guys, not long-term. Kansas City Chiefs longtime linebacker and who I thought was overall a very solid linebacker, Anthony Hitchens. They had released him due to cap casualties, and it made sense. Unfortunately, Anthony had a contract, and he's only age. He had a contract that's kind of hard to want to hold on to at his age for a linebacker position. As we all know, every team is going younger, kind of like we saw with the Seahawks and KJ Wright, where they simply didn't just didn't keep him because. They saw a potential in Jordan Brooks and were like, okay, you know what? If we can find a very cheaper option, he may have a little less, you know, might have a little bit less production than you did, but it will also be, you know, $14 million cheaper. We will take him over you. I kind of see this happening right now, considering we saw how great Nick Bolton was this year and Willie Gay as well, the two young studs that they have at linebacker. So it's kind of just Anthony Hitchens. They're like, okay, you know, you've done great, but. We had these young guys coming up. They're a lot cheaper option, and we think it's best for both sides that we move on. Now, for the now for the financial side of it, this will this will take eight million dollars off the salary cap, but it will also make the Chiefs take four million in in dead cap. So really, they're just clearing out four million, which is still a good amount considering that they will eventually need to re-sign, you know, Tyreek Hill and a couple other extensions. Orlando Brown, I know he's due for a contract extension this offseason. I don't really know if the if the Chiefs will keep him simply because they, I don't think they have the money after giving Patrick Mahomes that 10-year, $500 million deal. But kind of now, now, guys, this is the biggest news of the day, and this is regarding the NFL draft combine. So it was reported earlier, I think it was on Monday, so it was after I had made the podcast for you all on Monday, um, it was it was reported that 155 NFL draft pro, draft pro, ugh, it was reported that 155 NFL draft prospects were expected to boycott the NFL draft combine due to its bubble like protocols that they had the players you know stay in. As we all know, as we all remember from uh, summer of 2020, when the NBA they implemented the bubble system. I know I think the NHL did the same kind of thing where they literally keep you in a bubble to prevent the spread of COVID. It was very effective, but with the vaccine and everything we have nowadays, there's not really a need for it anymore. But later, and it was on Tuesday as well, the NFL had announced that they were going to get rid of the mandatory policy of staying in the bubble, and they had just made it optional. So if you wanted to stay in there, you could, but it is officially not mandatory. So I think that is great that the NFL is listening to the players and saying, you know, okay, hey, we don't deem this necessary. So 
once again, I'm glad that at least the league is listening to us players. Cough, cough, Rob Manfred in the MLB. Come on, we need baseball back. But so, kind of, and here's some kind of lighthearted news as well, guys. Um, if you don't, if you don't remember, uh, the Rams they did win the Super Bowl two Sundays ago. I mean, unless you were living under a rock, you do know that. But um, as you know, that one of the one of the uh, the Rams wide receivers, Van Jefferson, his wife was pregnant and was due for their kid literally any minute. So he w he went into the Super Bowl knowing his kid could literally be born the day of the Super Bowl. And well, that same exact thing kind of happened. I think it was right before halftime his wife got stretchered off to you know, she was in labor and she got stretchered off to the hospital where she ended up having their kid later on. And it was funny because they had just it was funny cuz Van had posted on Instagram on Tuesday saying that he had named his kid Champ. And I think that is fantastic. I think it's cool how they how it kind of just wrapped around because at the the same day he won an NFL championship, his first son was born into this world. So his son was literally born into being a champ. So congratulations to Van and his wife also for having having that beautiful baby boy. But I think that is amazing that he named his son champ. And who knows? Who knows? We I mean, we've seen one champ do great in the NFL. Could we see two? I don't know. Who knows? But but no. And then some other pretty really interesting news: um, the XFL and NFL have agreed to a partnership that will uh, that will allow the NFL to use the XF, XFL to test out a, a different officiating rules. Allow the if the allow the officials kind of to test their skills. Will test out new rules that the NFL is thinking of impl implementing later on into the NFL, and will also do a lot more um, kind of review changes and overall. Kind of like the XFL is becoming the NFL's experimental league, pretty much. So whatever the NFL is thinking about doing, they're going to make sure it goes well in the XFL first before they implement it into the NFL. I think this is great as well because this allows for the NFL to finally, you know, be able to correctly make new regulations and rules into the NFL and not a lot of these bogus, like, roughing the passer rule we had back in, like, 2019 where, I mean, if you landed on a quarterback barely at all, you got flagged 15 yards and automatic first down. So this is great. I'm glad. It also allows us to continue to have spring football, which I know we all love. And as well, don't forget, the USFL will be playing in April. So we do we do have spring football. So the XFL won't be playing this year, but we will still have spring football. So don't forget to watch that as well. Now for the last NFL news, guys, that we have today, it's regarding former Falcons and current Bengals safety Ricardo Allen. Now in case you don't know, he's unfortunately he has played in two Super Bowls in his career. Both have been losses. And in case you, you don't really remember the 28 to 3 meltdown by the Falcons back in 2016, but yeah, he was their starting safety in that game. So yeah, he's kind of had a bad history with uh, Super Bowls. Anyway, besides the fact Ricardo had announced, I think it was on Monday that he had retired, that he officially had announced his retirement from the NFL. Personally, I always liked Ricardo because for his size, he was he was he had such that he had that dog mentality in him, and I mean he was a hit stick machine. Now, yes, he had moments where he was kind of like, uh, you know, just why, like that was boneheaded play. But overall, he's had a great career. Um, I hope you enjoy retirement, Ricardo, and whatever you do after the NFL. So, once again, congratulations on a great career, and I hope you continue to do great things. Now, guys, now we're going to kind of discuss the recap of the all the NBA All-Star game that happened because I didn't get to cover it on Monday's episode since I recorded that episode literally as it was going on and then we'll finish out regarding the Jawan Howard 
<laughs> to the Juan Howard situation going on right now and how it ended up in the final kind of wrap-up for it. But the first, let's get into it. Steph Curry, he wins the All-Star MVP after he got booed and booed and booed and booed by Cleveland fans. Um, he dropped like 15 threes that game. I mean, it was insane. And yes, I know they practically let him shoot every three. But the fact that he still put up 50, I think 50 points or something was insane. Um, Team LeBron, they win for the fifth consecutive year in a row. Uh, LeBron is 5-0 and in this new All-Star game format. So I, I think if you get on Team LeBron, it's automatic win apparently now. But no, I think overall the NBA All-Star weekend was good except... For the um, dunk contest, I really kind of was questioning just the rules. I think they need to implement, like I said in, in Monday's episode, I think they need to implement back that time limit because Jalen Green was had at least 75 attempts, but just because he never touched the rim, none of them were official. So it was kind of like, a, oh, my Lord, come on. I mean, you even saw Shaq. I saw Kareem Abdul-Jabbar left his seat and went up into the, stand, went, went up into the concourse for something. I don't know what, but it was – it was getting bad. Now, the final NBA news, guys, that I have for you is regarding point guard Goran Dragic. Now, he had gotten traded to the Spurs from the Raptors right before the trade deadline. And him and the Spurs had agreed on a contract buyout. So he was free to sign with whoever he wanted. I know the Mavericks, Knicks, and a couple other teams were interested in signing Goran Dragic, who has who been a, a great veteran point guard. But Goran Dragic will be joining the Brooklyn Nets. I think this is great for um, Brooklyn's uh, I think this is great for Brooklyn's rotation. I don't really necessarily think they needed him because, I mean, they just got Seth Curry, who's already a great, you know, he can be a great ball handler. I mean, if, if he's going to be your if he's gonna be your one option. So, I don't know. I think it's, it's an okay signing. I don't really think he should have gone to Brooklyn because he's not going to get played barely at all. But I think it's more just, you know, he's like, okay, well, I mean, I still get paid a lot just to ride the bench. So, eh forget it now guys to finish out this episode we will be talking about Jawan Howard in case you don't know on I think it was Sunday yeah it was Sunday night um, Jawan Howard and Michigan's head coach they had gotten into a scuffle which ended up in a in a Wisconsin assistant getting slapped and punched by Jawan Howard now the Big Ten had officially dished out the punishments for Jawan Howard and uh, Wisconsin's head coach Jawan How Howard has been suspended five games, which is the rest of the season, and he's also been fined forty thousand dollars for his his role in that brawl against Wisconsin on Sunday. Wisconsin's head coach has been fined ten thousand dollars, not suspended, but has been fined ten thousand. And then a couple Michigan and Wisconsin players have gotten suspended one game for throwing punches in that brawl. It's kind of a sad thing to see, but. Unfortunately, I don't think Jawan Howard will be with Michigan for way too much longer as I think he might have one more year left and then Michigan's going to have no other choice but say, okay, this was a failed experiment. Your time is up with us. You know, don't let the door hit you on the way out. But, guys, I hope y'all really did enjoy today's episode. I know I enjoyed making it for y'all. If y'all have not done it already, please go follow the official Cover 7 with Mason Pierce Instagram and TikTok at Cover 7 with Mason Pierce. Link will be in the description down below. Guys, I hope y'all have a fantastic Wednesday or whatever day y'all are listening, and I hope y'all continue to be great. Peace out, guys.